This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Stacy Piedrahita, who encountered God during her near-death experience. Today, we're going to learn about that and more. Stacy, thank you so much for being my guest and welcome. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you having me here. Well, if you don't mind, let's just start on the day your experience happened and go from there. So my experience truly started about a month before my near-death experience, um, my husband and I are very active. We're hiking, we're camping all the time in nature. And we walked five miles. And a week later, I started getting some shortness of breath. And I ended up in the hospital the next day. And I was there for four days. They couldn't find anything wrong with me. So I was released. But I started getting worse. My symptoms started getting worse. And I started getting to the point where I'm like, something is seriously going wrong. Um, Another hospitalization, couldn't find anything wrong, so I went back home. So I was getting worse and worse. My condition was declining very rapidly. Um, I'm a nurse, and I knew I was on my way out because no one could find anything wrong with me. And um, it was the night before my near-death experience, and I was in critical condition, and I had 24-7 care. And... um, I, I talked to my daughter and um, she had had something to drink and she knew how sick I was and that I was declining and I didn't think I was going to make it through the night. And um, she was so upset because she was drinking and she couldn't drive. And um, I said to my husband, I said, you know, I don't feel good. I, I don't know what's happening. I feel that I'm on my way out, but for some reason, I wasn't scared. I had a sense of peace come over me, which I thought was very, very strange. very, very strange. So anyway, I said to my husband, after I talked to my kids and I felt like saying goodbye, um, I said to my husband, if anything happens to me tonight, just get my journals out there. I had been bedridden and I just had a lot to say. I documented my journey. And he was like, don't talk about it. So no one was honoring that I was so scared about dying. So my last thought going to bed before I went to bed that night, um, I said to God, if this is your will, okay, but I really don't want it to be, you know, and what happened was I remember falling asleep and I think it was like three o'clock in the morning and I woke up and I still, I still sometimes I'm like, did I dream that what happened? But I remember waking up. And I saw the most beautiful, beautiful white light and a feeling, and I'm sorry, I'm emotional, but I still feel it. This is still recent. So I felt this feeling in my heart. And the only way I can describe it would be unconditional love. And I knew, I knew I was with God. I knew I was with God. That's the only way I could say. So I literally asked him a bunch of questions. I couldn't see who he was. I just knew I was with God. 
because it was the most peaceful feeling on earth that I can't even describe. So, um, I, I met him. Um, I asked him a bunch of questions and he pretty much fit every puzzle piece in my entire life together. So I believe I woke up. I mean, there was a lot more that happened, but I don't want to really, really elaborate unless you want me to. Um, I woke up and I said to my husband, I'm going to heal. And he's like, what? I mean, I was literally like, I I don't even know how to explain it. I'm going to heal. I'm going to heal. And understand I was in critical condition. So I was able to breathe. I was able to breathe. And I said, he explained so much. And I wrote down everything he told me and every question that I ever had. He even said to me, these are people you need to welcome back into your life. And you need to love yourself, forgive yourself, forgive every person that you've ever despised in your entire life. And I'm telling my husband all this and I'm like, it was very, it was so surreal. But the only thing I said was, I I don't know what the hell happened. Um, I have been seeing a therapist for 18 months. I'm going through severe trauma therapy. It's called EMDR therapy. It saved my life. And I told my therapist what happened and she's like you had an nd and i'm like what like you had a near-death experience i'm like but i I didn't die and she said you believed that you were on your way out and i said but to have that drastic transformation i couldn't believe it jeff i couldn't and she said yeah and ever since then life has been drastically different um I see life through a new set of eyes. The most amazing thing is when I did wake up the next morning, I convinced myself I was going to heal. A week later, I had emergency surgery, divine intervention. And ever since then, that was on May 7th. My life is a miracle and it's magical and it's it's nothing I could ever explain, but it's every fairy tale I've ever read in a book that was like, that's not true. That can't happen to me. And God just said, it's your time. You're not ready. Go back because you are the light. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't want to be the light. I, I, I want to go to the light. And um, it's been a drastic transformation. Every day I shift even higher. I become more spiritual. I become more connected with God who lives in my heart. And yeah, so that's my NDE. Well, thank you for sharing it with us. What did you have the emergency surgery for? (laughs) Well, 16 years ago, because I was very self-conscious and I needed to look better and be beautiful and perfect, um, I decided to get breast implants. Oh. And um, a couple years ago, I asked my doctor because I heard I had heard about breast implant illness, but as a nurse, Western medicine, I you know whatever. And no, no, no. Um, I asked my doctor a couple years ago when I started having really bad symptoms that led to my NDE. Um, he said it's not real. It's in your head. It's not real. And uh, it was my breast implants. That's what was causing your difficulty breathing? So my breast implants were poisoning me. Not only that, but unfortunately, I was misdiagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. Mm. And I was put on an immunosuppressant exactly two months to the day of going into the hospital. Mm. My body was shutting down from all the toxins, from stress, from trauma, environmental, but most of all, my breast implants. Absolutely. Were they leaking like the old silicon style or something? No, no. I chose the safer option. I thought I chose Mm -hmm. saline. I did my research. I'm a nurse. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I want to know facts and I believe saline was the better choice, but not realizing that silicone is wrapped around saline. So four months after I did get my implants, we had moved out to Omaha And I started getting severely depressed, severe. It was like, it was night and day, night Hmm. and day. Hmm. Yeah, it was all related to my implants. And, you know, I'm trying to spread awareness because women don't know. Mm -hmm. No, they don't know. It's not a real diagnosis yet. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. 
It sounds like to me that you had your NDE while you were sleeping, but it doesn't necessarily mean you it was a dream. You had that experience and went to another realm from sleep. Would you agree with that? I would now. Back then, I would have said that was a one and done. Um, but I'm actually a Reiki master now. I'm an energy healer. Um, so after I became was had my attunement ceremonies, I would become more spiritual, and I'm now able to shift into a higher realm, a higher level of consciousness. If you would have told me this eight months ago, I would have said you are smoking something funny. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm able to see, because when I there are times when I meditate and I go through the same tunnel, but yet I see the aura, I see the rainbows, I see the colors of the chakras. You know, I, I'm all about energy healing now. Obviously, I'm all about energy healing and you know Eastern medicine. But I can shift into that anytime. At this point in your life, can you go back and look at initial experience and tell that it's completely different from a dream? Absolutely, because I live I, I live I live consciously aware now. Before my NDE, I was living behind a mask. I had no emotions. So absolutely I know everything that happens and the fact that I can shift into a higher level of consciousness. And be like, just talking to you. It's a beautiful, beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful way to go through life. But this is 1000%. Whatever happened, I had a radical, radical transformation. And I don't know anyone else who's had this experience. So it's very isolating. <laughs> Do you think that it was more real than even reality of us, you know, in your everyday life or us speaking together? Oh my gosh. Um, it is, it is so real that, that I could taste it. It, it is that real. It is 1000% real. Um, before my NDE, I was petrified of death. I'm not going to lie. I was afraid. I was afraid of spirits and ghosts. I mean, my husband knows I would drive by a cemetery and close my eyes. Seriously, I was that afraid. And I was an oncology nurse. How that happened, I don't know. But I've always had a fear of death and dying. The minute that happened, it opened up a whole new realm for me. And I'm no longer afraid. It's very real for me. My journey, like this is my story. I'm not giving advice. I'm not. This is my story. So for me, it's, it is the most real thing I've ever experienced in my life. It is the most magical Maybe that's why people have a hard time believing it because it is magic. It's magical. Can you share with us some of the questions and answers that you had with God, especially the ones that you got answers that you were completely not expecting? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a trauma survivor and I asked God why, why? did I have to be on my own ever since I was nine years old? Why did I not get the love? There were so many questions. I was, I was a victim. I was living in a victim consciousness all my life, even though I never showed it on the outside. So I asked him, why did all this happen? And he explained to me, this is my path. I walked through those shoes so I could show other people how to walk through those shoes. But I kept asking him, but these are a lot of shoes. Like I'm, I'm talking serious trauma, mental health, serious gut-wrenching trauma ever since I was nine years old that no one ever knew about. I'm a chameleon. I hit it. Why? And the minute he, I got the answers that I needed, I had no more harm. My questions weren't scary anymore. There's no more fear. So every question he answered, it was the most unbelievable feeling of unconditional love like everything was okay like there was not a question that I would feel was a shameful question that he would judge me for and that's basically what I got from that like there's nothing I can't do there's nothing I can't say that my God will ever look down at me for and I never had a relationship with God I was Jewish I was raised Jewish and I converted to Christianity because I wanted to run so far away from Judaism as I could and I ended up lost. Where do I go? And it's, it's insane. He, and it's amazing to think that I went my entire life without this unconditional love feeling. And, and he's like, that's all anyone needs is love, 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 like Oprah, love, love, love for everyone. 
but you have this, I had this love in my heart. I didn't even realize for me, for God, I, I was about to leave with a life, living a life half lived. And that's so tragic to me. Dr. Wayne Dyer, don't die with your music in me. I was about to die with my music and my sadness. So I had a lot of questions for God. And every answer, love, love, forgive. I don't want to forgive. You need to forgive. But I don't want to forgive. But he taught me how to forgive where I can still say, that's on you. Yes, I forgive you. I wish you well. I might say silently to go F yourself. I don't know. But there's no more hate in my heart anymore. He took that all away. It's it's magical. Again, I keep saying magic because I'm like the little kid in the candy store. And this is the craziest thing is the more I talk about it, the more I'm uplifted, the more I feel like the energy around my body is people are like, oh my gosh. I'm like, it's a soul glow. <laughs> I've got God. It's a soul glow. Are you still Christian at this point in your life? No, I don't label it. What are you? I, I have a connection with God and I'm spiritual. I just call it spiritual um, because, you know, people are going to la- label, of course, that's what they do. So maybe the closest would be Buddhist. You know, I'm just very, I'm, I'm one. I feel like love is love. It doesn't matter what, who, when, whatever. To me, God, my God, remember, my God of my own understanding taught me that love is love. So to me, when people ask, well, what are you? I'll tell them, you know, Jewish, Christian, it didn't work for me. I found a God outside of organized religion in nature. So spiritual, my, my, my spiritual journey. How would you define God? Everything like majestic, magnanimous, just all empowering one, one. He is the person every morning that I pray to. And I say, God, where may I serve? Show me. That I, I look up to him. Is he in my heart? 1000%. But I do not believe in a God outside of my own body. And I'm very, I, that's something that I'm like, people know my story. You don't want to hear it walk away because this is all I'm talking about now because it's such a beautiful journey. And people need to know. I mean, I was the same way, the Christian and the rules and Jesus. I Don't get me wrong. I love me some Jesus. Okay, I, I, I do. But I, I, I don't look at him the way other Christians do. You know, he to me, there's one God and I'm underneath that one God along with everyone else who resonates with my with me. We all have that same God because God lives in us. I was reading in your literature and you said that god loves hot messes can you tell us about that lord have mercy i have stepped in more poor shit my entire life and the funniest thing is again when you know when i did meet god i was so ashamed i was so ashamed i was ashamed of you know my sobriety i was ashamed of my past i was ashamed of all my mistakes Like literally, I put this on myself. I caused my autoimmune diseases. I caused my anxiety. I caused my depression. He's like, why? What is wrong with you? You did not, you are loved. I love your hot messiness. And I'm like, but I curse like a trailer, you know, sailor. I don't care. I love you. The minute it shifted, and it's it's funny that you asked that question because I'm a, I'm I'm a writer. I, I love to journal all day long. That's how I connect with my divine source. And um, literally a year ago at this time, I couldn't look in the mirror. I couldn't walk outside with one gray hair. I had to have the perfect makeup. I was so hard on myself because that's what I believed I had to be. So again, God is like, no, go follow your heart, paint your canvas. You, this is your life. You go with your heart. I will lead the path for you. Okay. I I can do that. I can do that. But you understand I'm a big old hot mess. Oh, honey, there's beauty in that mess. I wrote poetry and this all comes from inside. So my magic is in my mess. My mess is what made me beautiful. 
Like I, I look in the mirror now. I have a, sh- and I, I don't care what anyone thinks. I love Stacy. I love Stacy. And all my hot messiness, my whole wall is a vision board of everything because I believe in manifesting in the universe in one. And I have a shrine to me just at my moments when there's no makeup, hiking, camping in the woods. And I've never looked more beautiful. And that is from all my trauma therapy. You know, God said, own it. Brene Brown, owning your story is the bravest thing you could ever do. She's quoted absolutely. Because if you can stand in front of a mirror and stop judging yourself and not give rat's ass what anyone else has to say about you, and you've got God in your heart, wherever my God, you just figured out the meaning of life. That's my meaning. So yeah, I love, love my hot messiness now. I own it. Now you said that you were undergoing EMDR therapy. That was before you had your NDE? So yeah, that so I've been in therapy now for 18 months. It was mm-hmm. the best gift I could have ever given myself. Unresolved trauma really screwed me up. That was the root cause of everything. So I decided to go to therapy and my trauma was so significant. Um, I did a couple sessions of EMDR and talking to a weekly therapist that just listens to me. Sometimes you just need someone to just listen and not judge. And she was my outlet, you know, next to my husband. So yeah, EMDR therapy, I was able to come to terms with my trauma, but this, the worst part when I, when I, you know, I was asked to participate in a book and I was very nervous to tell my story because I was a nurse. I'm, I'm a nurse. What am I going to do? Writing up. I was like, no, but I knew I had a story to tell. And, um, shit. See, and I got brain fog. No, that's, <laughs> that okay. that's pretty impressive for me though. I just got over the Rona and that brain fog is real. So sorry. I find it very interesting because two podcasts prior to this, I had a guest who got EMDR therapy after her NDE. And that's the first time I've ever heard of it in like almost 400 podcasts. So I find the synchronicity really interesting that now immediately to, you know, two later, I hear it again. So I have a feeling that it's going to come back again sometime soon or somebody from EMDR is going to be my guest. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's funny you said that because... Thank God, God literally, and he told me every path, like Steve Jobs said, connect the dots. I connected my dots, so I understood everything. But for my trauma, I thought, and I'm owning up, I'm owning up my, my mistakes here because there were a lot of them. I thought I had processed my trauma. When my book was launched and it was released, I had CPSD come over me like a lightning bolt. It was terrible. So I ended up getting worse. But because of my EMDR therapy, I had the tools to stay out of the of a hospital. I mean, that's how bad I was. I was really in bad shape. But if it wasn't for my 18 months of therapy, I had a toolbox. All right, where am I going here? Look at my files. I've been down this road multiple times before. This isn't my first rodeo with NDE. I, this is like, I'm like the freaking queen of near-death experiences, seriously. Mm. You know, but this just one was so, this was the first time it transformed me so physically and mentally and emotionally and everything. But trauma, yeah, so I, luckily I had the tools after my newest trauma to deal with my past trauma. Can you talk a little bit about how speaking your truth set you free? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, I was living in prison for 45 years. I did the most damage to myself because of those limiting beliefs that I told myself. I never believed I was worthy. I never believed I was good enough. But if you saw me, you would be like, that girl's got it going on. I mean, I've been a life coach for four years. I teach women how to do this. But yet when it came to me, oh my gosh, I was my own worst critic. I was my own worst enemy own worst enemy. And the minute I started processing my trauma, I noticed the trauma started dissolving. Everything was, you know, and I'm not a neuroscientist, but Dr. Joe Dispenza, I was a valedictorian valedictorian of his quantum physics healing class in bed. I self-taught myself how to do this, but you know, I just was shown 
I, I was just shown how to, you know, to come to terms with everything, to come to terms with everything. But the brain fog is very, that's the, that's real. That's the brain fog is real because if I don't write stuff down after an awakening and I've heard this from other people, you forget. And I'm noticing how true that is because it's, you get so scatterbrained and is this because of the NDE? I don't know because I don't have a lot of people I could call up. The only thing I'm reading are in books. So it's crazy. Have you noticed that you have any new abilities that you didn't have prior to your NDE? Yeah, psychic psychic abilities. And I think because I turned them off, I never wanted to know. I jokingly tell people I'm like Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. I have it. I don't want it. But now that I'm owning it, I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Now, understand, I'm I'm a work in progress. I'm learning every day. I get stronger every day. But when I'm at the grocery store and I'm hearing what the cashier, I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, I don't want this. I, I don't want this. But it's free will. I have an amazing spirit team. I'm surrounded by a bubble of positivity and my spirit team guiding me. I shut it down. I'm like, I don't want that. Like, they know I have a relationship. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them, but I'm now hearing. Like, perfect example. Two weeks ago, my husband and I were watching, we we're, you know, in bed, just playing on our phones. And I'm like, why are you playing a Christmas music? He's like, what? I'm like, why are you playing Christmas? It's mid-January. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm like, wait a minute. So I, so now I hear them. I get messages all the time. Like I get 300 messages a day from my spirit team. My husband, my poor husband walks in the door. He's like, can I please go to the bathroom before you tell me about your 300 signs and synchronicities? I'm like, okay. You're saying that you have to shut it off because you get so many voices coming to you. So I have to be really, con- I have to be really consciously aware. And I find when my ego comes into play, I got to shut it down. I have to recalibrate, you know, and, and say, no, no, I have to stay focused. The more I'm in the moment and practice mindfulness, there you go. But the minute my little ego comes in, I get all scatterbrained and I'm hearing constantly. I'm seeing, I mean, my husband will be like, he does the best impersonation of me because it's hysterical. I was never, I literally feel like Tinkerbell on crack sometimes. ADHD. Now you have to understand I've been a nurse for 27 years. This never would have, in my nursing career, if I had this, this, I, <laughs> I, I can't work like this. Like I'm like this all the time, very high energy. It's almost like a manic state, but because of my knowledge with mental health, I was able to keep myself out of the mental hospital and just explain to people, I'm awakening, I'm awakening, I'm not crazy, I'm awakening. Earlier, you mentioned that you created your own autoimmune disease. How did you do that? Because I've never spoken my truth, because I was ashamed. I was ashamed. I was the queen of shame as well. I have a lot of queen hats. Can you tell? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I kept my trauma in my belly. And because my trauma was in my belly, I was hospitalized four years ago when my awakening first started. My belly was out to here. I looked like I was nine months pregnant. And after I figured out that the anxiety and depression I put upon myself from hiding my truth made me so sick, so sick. Now, there are people that have true autoimmune diseases. I'm not going down that road. But for me, my labs were all negative. There's a reason why I went to the hospital for eight days. I was in the hospital for eight days. Not one doctor could find out what was wrong with me. I had to be my own advocate and find out. Thank God I was a nurse. Because they would have killed me. Mm -hmm. They would have killed me. But yes, I caused this all myself because I never, ever talked about it. It took my husband and I have been together for four years, seven years. It took four years before I finally started telling him about my past. And I will have trauma the rest of my life. I'm actively healing. But when I get stressed, because I have the poison still left over from my implants, my stomach blows up. It's crazy. That's the root cause. That's the root. That was the root cause of my illness. And it was caused by me because I was never, I I never owned up to everything I did in my entire life. And now, whatever time I have left, of course, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But every day, 
it's just an it's just an amazing gift it's just an amazing gift to live this way and just I will take this I will take the ADHD I will take the confusion because I literally walk around I cry at butterflies I see beauty in trees I see the beauty in birds I see beauty in everything even people that I don't like I still have that backbone the, thank God because God let me keep my jersey backbone <laughs> But I see the beauty that I never saw before. And it's just like, wow, this is a great way to go through life. Go ahead and judge me, people. I'm happy. <laughs> what do you think inspires you the most about your NDE? The fact that I'm able to, that I have a real, I, I get a do-over. I got a second chance. I, I get to make the rules moving forward as long as I stay on purpose. You, see, you know, the kindness. Everything that I've learned, that just staying on purpose and just honestly, the fact that I was able to pick myself up out of death's door with God, I surrendered. I didn't do this on my own, but God grabbed my hand and literally pulled me out of the abyss when I was drowning. And I have noticed because I still have days that I'm like, oh my God, this sucks, whatever. I'm still human. But those days that are you know, a little off. My God, this is a second chance. I'm very, very cautious who I spread my light and love with because people love to steal this away from people. People don't like happy people. People don't like others that want to do good things and be better and do better. And I'm seeing that now after my NDE as well. And the more I learn from people, because I, I'm off social media, but the more I learn about people, like you said, that have experienced NDEs, that's my tribe. Like these are people that I'm like, oh my God, you understand this magnitude of unconditional love I have for life. Not many people get to get that. And not many people that have the NDEs even have that. So yeah, that's that's my inspiration. These people that have come back, survived what we have survived and are still standing and wanna make the world a better place. That's my inspiration. And that, that was not me here. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> it's beautiful. Did you get any negative after effects from your NDE? So yes, when I went back into the real world. <laughs> so I, I like to call it 90 days in heaven. Um, and I did read that book of that 90 minutes in heaven a long, long time ago. But for 90 days, when I couldn't get out of bed after my NDE and my surgery, I was recovering. I had no stress. So I was always connected with God. Like every day on speed dial, I felt the most unconditional love. Every day was a fairy tale. Every day was a do-over. And yet I was bedridden. It was amazing. So 90 days, I lived this fairy tale life. And the minute I started acclimating back to society in the real world, I started getting sick again because I was very empathetic. I was taking on the weight of the world. And I was like, wait a minute, I, I want to go back to that world. So yeah, so it's just, it, it, just that journey, you know, just that journey of just, just where I'm at, just where I'm at. It, it's, it's so unimaginable. I still, when I say, seriously, it sounds horrible to say, but I really look at myself and I'm like, that horse shit really came out of your mouth. Like, that's how enlightened this feeling is. Everyone talks about it. Joe Dispenza, Hills, Dr. Joe, Wayne Dyer. Five minutes in this realm is like nothing you have ever experienced in your entire life. And as a nurse, I wanted that evidence. I wanted that scientific evidence. I'm like, show me. And I, the minute, 20 seconds in, I was like, yes, please. So when I went back to reality, I was like, I want that. And then after I had my Reiki ceremonies, um, I also experienced a spontaneous Kundalini awakening with a lot of people don't know what that is. Kundalini is the yoga for awareness. I can't do yoga to save my life, but I'm one with nature. So I had a spontaneous awakening and everything propelled me and gave me more tools to live in this reality. I don't want to, I want to live in the other one. So that's why I want to, you know, I want to do my part to raise the level of consciousness in humanity, uplift people. This is so damn real. I mean, damn, it's real. It's real, real. 
Here we go. <laughs> Earlier you said that you had God on speed dial. How do you connect with God? So I have different ways to you know, raise my level of consciousness. And I know when I, when I was able to master the heart and brain coherence, meaning I could meditate and get into another realm, you know, it's not like I fall asleep and sleep in the other realm. I can just close my eyes, play a song, and I'm, woo, I'm there. So when I'm there, I'm like, all right, show me what's my next step. So my path is lit. I just say to God, I don't have to do a thing. Seriously. I just say to God, show me where to serve. And he shows me. And because I'm in a higher level of consciousness, I'm always connected with him. Now, there are times I have my angels. Again, I'm surrounded by angels now. They used to scare me. It is the most unbelievable, peaceful feeling I've ever felt. So I, they're always with me. But God, when I connect, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. I can ask him whatever I want. Now, I only bother him with the big questions. I'm, I'm being honest with you. Like when I surrender, God, now. I need it now. You show me that person that's going to pull me out of the abyss. But on a regular day-to-day -day basis, I've got my guides. I channel. I, I connect with whom I need at the moment. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. It, it truly is magical and unbelievable. But I hate saying that word because it's my reality. It's my life. In your literature, you talk about how laughter is the best medicine. Can you comment on that? Oh, my gosh. Laughter heals everything. That, for me, for me, and I've been doing this for four years, and I have healed people with laughter, my laughter. Yes, because when you laugh, you release oxytocin, laughter hormone, the love hormone, whatever. You release chemicals that make you happy. So I noticed four years ago when I was being a miserable F in bed, I hated everything. I started trying. I started going down the path of laughter, gratitude, and positivity. Not the God path yet, but I was like, let me try this positivity stuff. Like I literally, my husband walked into the bedroom and said, can you try being a little more positive? And I said, get the hell out of here. I'm going to kick you out of this damn room. Like I was like, get out of here with that. But I tried it. I tried it. And I noticed, I'm like, huh, I feel better when I laugh. And I've got a very inappropriate sense of humor. I'm the one that'll go into the party and say the most inappropriate things that people are thinking, but not saying. <laughs> and I own that. And I found that, oh, my God, when I make people laugh, I laugh. So I started doing this four years ago, and I got, my God, I've got 20,000 memes on my phone that are just of laughter, and it just releases that chemical. And when I find that I'm in a lower vibration, again, this is energy, you know, whatever, I laugh, and I get into a higher vibration, and I feel better. When I am in high vibration, I don't have a headache. When I'm in high vibration, I'm not stressed. When I'm in high vibration, ease and flow down that river of life, just like Abraham Hicks says. Do you watch a lot of comedy on your phone just to kind of get you into the zone? No, I'm my own comedian. Seriously. When I, re when, when I released, when I had my NDE and I had my Reiki, attunement, my Reiki attunement ceremony, I released my inner child. So she's a handful and there's no shame in my game. I'm doing deep inner child healing work. And I'll probably be doing that the rest of my life. So I've got videos on my phone, little snippets, but I watch little like 30 second videos of like something Disney or something funny. Or if I feel I know my moods, I know my levels of vibration. If I want to be sarcastic, Stacy, I'm going to watch some inappropriate, some Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you know, When I want to watch something, when I feel like I need to release and I'm sad, I'll listen to a sad song and I get into another vibration. You know, so that's what God taught me. If I didn't have my NDE, I can promise you I was never like this before. Never say never, never. I was on a spiritual journey, but God did show me that he has a sense of humor. Obviously, he loves me. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I am a hot mess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he, sense of humor is key to everything. For me, sense of humor and I tell people, you will know if something is wrong with me because I will stop laughing. And that happened once. I didn't even stop laughing the night I had my NDA. I wrote about it. I, I was an admin. I'm an admin in a Facebook group. I posted. I was on my way out. I'm going to be okay. I got this. I still have my sense of humor. Once I've lost my sense of humor, and that scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm on my way out. 
But nope, God swooped in the minute I surrendered. You got this. Okay, I got this. You're right. Big guy loves me upstairs. I can do anything. Bring it. Do you think that your NDE has any effect on your ability to do Reiki? It transformed everything. No, in fact, my NDE, when I have when I have clients, and I hate to say I'm a healer because I healed myself. I self-healed my own body, but I'm the facilitator, so I'm the vessel. But now I notice ever since my Reiki and my NDE, I'm getting messages and I'm saying, perfect example. All right, yeah, you've got some trauma for when you were five years old. Go do this and I'll recommend a book for them. I'm like, where is this coming from? So absolutely, if it wasn't for my NDE, I don't think I would have had, I, I don't think I would have become a Reiki practitioner. I'm being honest with you. God literally aligned the steps for me. This was all part of my plan. You know, he told me what my purpose on life is. Why am I here? I, without a shadow of a doubt, I know why I'm here. No doubt in my mind. If I didn't have the NDE, I don't know what I would be doing. I'd still be, I'd probably be director of clinical operations. That was the position I was going for a year ago. Corporate world, you know, with the, with the mask on again, the, you know, heels. That wasn't my journey. It wasn't my journey. And thank God for this journey. Why do you think Reiki is so beneficial for people? Energy healing. I never knew, honestly, Reiki is energy healing. I never knew about balancing your chakras. I didn't even know what a chakra was. A year ago, I thought Kundalini would have been a sex position. Like there were things that I was like, wait, what is going on here? I'm not understanding this. The minute, and true true story again, this is why God literally has aligned my path. The minute I walked into my Reiki practitioner, I've never heard of Reiki. I started crying, crying, sobbing. And I'm like, I felt that unconditional love. And I didn't know why. It was almost like I was home. So I learned about energy healing. The minute I learned what I believed, I'm like, wait a minute. There's energy in your body. Wait a minute. My implants were blocking my heart chakra. So you have to understand, I learned about this before. So after my surgery, I was like, wow, you know, I could breathe. I could take a deep breath. I wasn't being poisoned anymore, but Reiki healed me. My Reiki master is the one who said to me, you are not speaking your truth. Your throat chakra is blocked. And I'm like, what? What are you saying to me? This is all foreign to me. This is bullshit. No, I was too close-minded. So I opened my mind and I learned about Reiki. Energy healing saved my life. I'm off all medications everything i self-healed through reiki and spirituality everyone should know about reiki just have an open mind and learn about it. it's very woo woo my husband is still like okay stace <laughs> but it's very you know and i'm western medicine i wanted the science i wanted the facts oh no i'm a believer i, I didn't need it i i saw what happened with reiki i had to see it to believe it and i did wayne dyer you know, <laughs> you will believe it once you see it. My God, he's right. Yeah. Reiki is huge. What other modalities are you using to help people besides Reiki? I am a big, huge believer in empowering women. And that doesn't happen enough, unfortunately. Um, gratitude, positivity, and laughter. I teach women how to do this. Women that come to me four years ago with, in my Facebook group, when I was diagnosed, RA, whatever you want to call it, I joined a Facebook group and I was mortified. I'm like, I'm going to end up in a wheelchair crippled. Wow, this is great life. So I immediately went depressed. And I was like, there has to be more to life. So one person, one person reached out and it was the one person and I'm finding that with my life. Timing is everything. And at that moment, the exact person I need shows up. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way to go through life. It truly is. Um, but anyway, so the one, what, see, and again, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm so scatterbrained tonight. The one per, I was saying one person. See if I don't write it down. I don't remember. <laughs> we were talking about your, mo what other modalities? Oh, modalities. Yeah. Yeah. Uplifting women, uplifting women. You know, you post a picture on Facebook, 
my God, don't like it. Say you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You do, you do this. I celebrated birthdays. I'm all about women celebrating each other. I'm all about women loving up on themselves and having some girlfriends. So I taught women to have that connection, that connection with girlfriends. I truly believe laughter, girlfriends, and a couple other things are all you really need to have in life to be truly happy. The community, the connection. That's what I teach women. You need that community. You need that connection. You need that unity. And that's exactly what God wants. So I taught women this and women would come into my group and I'm like, you will not, you will not complain about your disease. You will not do it in my group. There are plenty others to be miserable, you know, miserable per people in. I was one of you. I get it. But in my group, we're all about laughter, gratitude, and positivity and inappropriate sense of humor because I'm, I'm the one going for the belly laughs. Like to me, I need the belly laughs and I'm like this all day long. It's, it's a lot, but I need the laughter. I can't, I, again, I got to do over. I can't take life so seriously like I did in the past. So I teach women that, you know, listen to music, heal your inner child, play with your, you know, play with a doll. I don't care. Blow up whatever you want to do. Heal your inner child. And I teach them there's no shame in your game. That was me. And the reason I can teach this, God said to me, you are a teacher. I've been a nurse for 27 years. What do nurses do? We teach, you know? Yeah, it's in my, this is in my blood. So I've always been, I've always been the one to go with the underdog. Come with me. Come on. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I, you know, just lifting, uplifting women. I focus on women because, you know, I just feel that we're so hard on ourselves that if we just had a couple of girlfriends that could lift us up on our darker days, I bet you half of them will come off all those meds they're on. So that's how I teach. I'm real, too real, a little bit too real. (laughs) I didn't mention it in the beginning, but you are an author and your book is called Intuitive Speaking Her Truth. Can you tell us a little bit about your book and where to find it? Absolutely. Here you go. Shameless plug. Mm -hmm. So honestly, it is from an Australian publishing house. The publisher, Bridget Holder, is an amazing, beautiful human being. She, as well, wants to uplift humanity. So she has a publishing house that inspires and empowers women all over the world. So I was one of 24. It's a multi-author book. Again, I was like, I'm a nurse. So it was the most amazing first step for me. So it's on Amazon. It's available. I do like to say that in the first 24 hours that it was released, it went bestseller in eight countries in 22 categories because it's all about women who found the light in the darkest of places. And every story is so different. And it's just amazing because you look at some of these women, the resilience, they've remade themselves. And it's all about spirituality. There's nothing about religion in here. It's all our our, our all of our own intuitive stories. We all tapped into our own intuition. Everyone has their own. And that's, yeah, the book changed my life. The, the book showed me my purpose because God aligned this. And I'm like, you know, when you go kicking and screaming towards something, it's not my path. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? But he's made it. So he's like, go, go. Okay, I'll go. I'm going. <laughs> After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how do they reach you? Absolutely. I'm all about connection and, you know, unity. Um, on on Facebook, I'm Stacy Pietrahita. You want me to spell it? Uh, oh, sure. Put the link? Okay. It's, it's, it, it rhymes with margarita. How appropriate. Anyway. P-I-E-D-R-A-H-I-T-A. That's that's me on Facebook. And then on um, on Instagram, I'm the manifesting virgin. <laughs> I was spiritually awakened for the very first time. Huh. I, I'm listening to Madonna right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wackadoodle. <laughs> no, I don't. I think you're great. No, see, now that I'm laughing, oh, you're in trouble. My husband might have to restrain. <laughs> All right. Do you have a website that you would like to plug or anything? HappyHealthyHealingReiki.com is my website. Um, I am not practicing right now. I am a Reiki master. 
um, I am just sharing my story um, because that is how God asked me to serve. Um, I, I, I work at the homeless shelter. You know, I'm just serving right now. Um, so yeah, so that's where happy, healthy, healing, Reiki.com manifesting virgin, feel free to re- reach out. Um, like I just, just want to share my love, love and light with the world because that's what I'm being called to do. And I'm just getting started. Well, that's great. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? You are so much more than those voices in your head tell you. Yeah. I do have to say, though, I am going to one more plug, shameless, um, Queen's Joy. It's a magazine in the UK, uplifting and empowering women again with transformation stories. I am on the March cover. Um, Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty exciting. I'm also going to be on a docu reality show. So there's a lot of like, I'm like, oh, my God. So right now I'm healing. And God said, just just serve in this way. So what what kind of reality show is that? Oh, God. (laughs) So it's a docu reality show. It's all docu-reality. about reality. It's all about raising the consciousness of, in humanity, um, transforming, learning how to trust and rebuilding. As trauma survivors, I deal with trust and abandonment issues. No shame here. And um, I'm not sure <laughs> if I can go through with it. It's, I'm really afraid. But if it happens, it will be the bravest thing I have ever done. And it's scaring the shit out of me. That's why I know I have to do it. So I'm like, but God is like, go. So that's why I know it's, it's, it's coming. So yeah, there's, there's so much going on, but right now I'm just sharing my story. And, you know, if anyone wants to reach out, I I love sharing and helping and healing. Well, once this documentary comes out, you're going to have to get back with us so we can talk about it. Yes, yes, definitely. I would love to, um, supposedly, um, I'll be shooting the month of June, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked because in my journal, I told you I document, I just said to God, this was before my NDA. This was three weeks prior. Just show me where you need me to serve and these amazing opportunities. And I'm like, okay, I'm the light. I'll be the light. <laughs> I can be the light. Do you have any idea where they're going to air this docu-reality? Not sure. Not sure. I meet, I meet, um, I meet with the creator on Thursday. Well, I wish you good luck. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this. All right, Stacy. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate you and I wish you success in whatever you're doing. Thank you. And I hope I didn't ramble too much. So you thank did. you, Jeff, because I love, I, I love the fact that you're honoring us and you give us a platform to speak our truth as well. So Namaste and God bless you. Thank you. You did not ramble. God bless you and have a great evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.